Hey, what's going on? Welcome to this edition, this Friday edition of The Shaleen Show. Fridays are car smart Fridays or lifer updates, whatever you want to call it. It's just, it's very casual and it's me chatting with you just like, you know, we're hanging out and just me giving you an update. And I, I love to hear from you what's going on. So hit me up on Instagram or, of course, join the pod squad. I have so much to talk to you guys about. All right, so let's get to it. If you're new here, by the way, Fridays are, they're just kind of a personal update, like what's going on in my life, that sort of thing. But this week, my previous episodes, I did one on Monday and I did one on Wednesday. Monday's episode was super fun. My son, Brock, and my daughter, Sierra, took over the podcast and they just answered your questions, which was, it was cool to read your feedback. Like some of you were like, yeah, it was interesting, but I want to hear more about their lives. But they just went from your questions. And most of the questions, not all, but most of them were like, I don't know, about mom and dad. And and so, I don't know, maybe we should do that again. But this time, I'll post a question up in the pod squad as a reminder if there's anything you want them to answer about themselves, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that's interesting to you guys or not. Like, you know, as the mom, you think your kids are fascinating and they're just amazing. I don't know if other people feel that way, but I feel that way about my kids. So I don't know if it's interesting. It's kind of like when Brock and Sierra were talking about somebody asked questions about our dogs and Sierra's like, is this even interesting, Brock? And he was like, well, somebody asked it, but I don't know if people are just being polite. Anyways, my point is this. If you want more info on them, or I think we kind of need to do an episode just with Sierra and have her answer questions because I feel like you guys know Brock pretty well because he is so ever present on social media. The dude creates like 10 Instagram reels a day. It's insane. But his Instagram account has grown 200, listen, 200,000 followers in the last, I think, like six months or something, which is weird to me because I'll meet people and they'll be like, oh my gosh, how do you know Brock Johnson? I'm like, really? Really? For real? Is this happening? Just kind of fun. But he's always been very kind of like me, going to share everything a little bit more out there. Sierra is very open too. She's just not as, well, I've said this before. I think in families when like one kid is like, I'll be the good kid or I'll be the funny kid or I'll be the smart one or I'll be the cheerleader or I'll be, you know, like when people in families take on a role, then the other kid is like, well, that role's already taken. So I'll do maybe the opposite. So Sierra's a little bit more private, I think. I don't know if it's private, but if you look at her social, you just don't even know how funny she is. She's so funny and creative and sweet and kind. Anyways, enough about my kids. Back to you. The podcast group, our pod squad has been so fun. You guys have been amazing at your just feedback and suggestions and ideas and commentary. And so I got a really great recommendation from somebody in the pod squad to watch on Netflix, The Alpinist, A-L-P-I-N-I-S-T. It's on Netflix. Y'all, everybody needs to watch it. It is so good. It's about this guy who scales like glaciers and mountains, these insane peaks without ropes. There's been other versions of this, like the one about Alex Hanald. I think that's how you say his name. Just a bunch of, I've seen a bunch of documentaries about these crazy, insane rock climbers, like these ones that do it without any ropes or anything. And you, I mean, they're like miles up with no ropes. It's just unbelievable. But this is a new one and it's really, really good. The Alpinist. Okay. That was number one. Then I wanted to say thank you because we just passed the million 
downloads per month milestone, and that's huge. And I just need to set a better example for you to celebrate your small wins. And that's like, that's not a small win. That's like a big win. We've been working towards that for so long. I just, I try to never miss an episode. So to think that we're getting like a a million downloads a month is remarkable. So thank you to you. So the way rankings work for podcasts is you rank higher when people download the episode. So if you're just listening and you haven't downloaded it, it's weird. It doesn't even count. So I can't imagine what that means we really have in terms of downloads. It only counts if somebody downloads it. And that's why I'm always saying, please subscribe. Because if you don't remember to subscribe, the episodes don't download. And then even still, I'm not even sure how it works. I suppose I should know. But I don't even know if you are subscribed, if they automatically download. Because I know there's some shows I'm subscribed to. And if I'm about to get on an airplane or something, and I just start to listen to it, and I don't download it, then it stops playing. So maybe you actually have to download them. I don't know. But I just doesn't matter. I just want to say thank you. It's unbelievable. We also rank in the top 0.05 percentile of the most popular podcasts globally. What? That blows my mind. Did you know there are 3 million podcast shows? <laughs> I don't even know how big the population is, but that's a lot of podcast shows. So I'm, I'm just thankful to you for all the support because it's just super cool. I love doing this. It's a dream come true. And I am really stoked about doing our Patreon, which is going to be launching the first of the year. We've got like three different tiers, depending on what it is you're looking for. We made it super affordable. And I'm excited about having an outlet where I can talk about things that sometimes, I know it seems like I talk about everything, but there's some things that I don't put on the show because it feels just a little too personal. Or I might worry that certain people are listening and while I'm okay sharing it, I just don't want them to take it the wrong way. So it's going to be great to have this outlet, this Patreon. So if you don't know what Patreon is, it's something almost all top podcasters do. We're kind of late to the game. And it's a a place to put podcasts that are like special or maybe that wouldn't have like mass appeal, but there's a certain small segment of your audience that might enjoy it. And so for me, just realizing how many of you like really enjoy it, like hearing about the whole you know, surgeries and the lawsuit or like personal things. Like my average listener doesn't find that stuff interesting, right? Like they want the personal growth stuff. They want to hear the experts. They want to hear the takeaways. They want to hear the uh, how to cope with holiday blues. That's what I did on Wednesday's episode. If you didn't listen to that and you experience holiday blues, I'm just going to tell you, be very transparent. I do. I don't get during holiday blues, but I get post-holiday blues. And so I did an episode on that on Wednesday. And those are the kinds of things people usually prefer to hear. But there's a certain segment that just is, you know, like we're friends almost and you love to hear, I don't want to say the dirt, but the realness and the nitty gritty and what's going on behind the scenes and stuff with family. And some of that stuff just is maybe a little too personal to put on the podcast. So the Patreon will start, I guess, sometime in January. And it's going to be myself and, and Brett sometimes and sometimes the kids. And I've got some cool things planned for you guys. And it'll be a very small fee, but it's not going to change what you already get for free. So for those of you who are like, wait, what's going to change? Nothing's going to change. It's kind of for those people who want more. So thank you for everyone who said I'm. you're excited about it. I'm excited about it. Can you hear my whole family? They're being so loud right now. It's like, hello, do you not realize that I'm a podcaster in the top 0.05% of the, of the globe? Here I am a global podcaster and y'all making all kinds of noise. They don't care. 
We had our family Christmas this week. We had to wait because family was out of town. So on the Johnson side, Brett's family, we were able to celebrate Christmas yesterday. And we were so worried. I mentioned this on Wednesday because we didn't know for sure if Bob was going to be able to come. And like, that was the whole point of it. Bob has not been back to our house since he moved out and is at a amazing, amazing care facility. I hate using the word facility because it sounds so like, I don't know, cold and clinical, but he's so happy there. And he was so happy here. And it was, as I've said a couple of times before, he's advanced to a stage now where it's just a little easier. And I don't know how long the stage will last. Like I know it's going to get worse again, but at the moment it's emotionally, he's doing better. He doesn't get upset. He like in the past, he would have been confused, like why he was leaving. And he had these moments where he was Bob, you know what I mean? Like, For example, we offered him a dessert and and he had this phrase he would always, it was like his ongoing joke. He'd always go, and ruin this body. And so we offered him a dessert and he goes, are you kidding me? And ruin this body. And we're like, oh, yay. Like, it's so funny that he can't remember loved ones' names, but he can remember these like cute, quick little comebacks. So it was awesome to see him so happy and looking healthy and doing amazing. But with the new, what do you call it? What is the new virus called? I forget. I'm not even going to say it because I feel like it'll jinx me. But with the new strain of the virus going on, we were just a little worried, you know, because we're in Orange County and apparently things are getting serious with that version of the virus. And so we were worried that they weren't going to let residents leave, but they are. So that's a good thing. We just had an overwhelmingly cool response to those of you who did the 10 envelope challenge. You guys blew me away. And Brett and I decided next year we have to start talking about so much earlier because many of you are like, oh, man, I would have wanted to do that. And it's really it doesn't take a lot of planning. But I also know that during the holidays, like even an extra hour is hard to come by. So we're going to start talking about it way earlier next year. And because it was so great to see how many of you like it really was like the highlight of your Christmas holiday and that that warms my heart I can't even tell you how cool it was to read that oh my gosh you guys (gasps) the episode that I have coming up in a couple of weeks about your questions on sex (laughs) it's gonna blow you away it's gonna blow you away so just you can get kind of excited about it the actually I had Dr. Kelly Casperson back on the show. And first of all, I realized like most women don't have orgasms, don't know how to have orgasms, know very little about how their bodies work. Men know even less. And like my jaw was on the floor with some of the questions that people ask. I'm I'm not a prude. I'm a little modest. And I guess I've been out of the game for so long that some of these questions, I'm like, is that a thing? That's something people are doing. Some of it made me a little uncomfortable, and I tried to pretend like I wasn't uncomfortable asking her the questions, but I'm telling you my face was beat red. And it's going to be a YouTube as well, so I'll let you know when that is coming up. But it was pretty freaking interesting, and we answered like every single one of your questions. I'll tell you what the most popular questions were. What about painful sex? Why don't I have desire? Even if I'm doing hormone replacements, my desire is still low. Why can't I have an orgasm? How come I can't have an orgasm unless I'm doing this? I mean, there's some other questions I'm not going to say because, again, 
it was kind of embarrassing. I know we're not supposed to be embarrassed, but it does. It makes me a little bit uncomfortable because I'm like, are people doing that? I don't know. I'm just happily content in my amazing monogamous marriage where things are exciting, but not like (laughs) apparently some of y'all are doing some crazy things. Anyways, look forward to that episode because it's going to be very interesting, which reminds me. So I think I told you that I I need to get my hormones retested. I try to do that like at least every six months and I haven't had them tested since my surgery. And when I had my surgery, I went off of all hormone replacements. I went off all supplements, et cetera, which probably threw my body out of whack for a little while. And I feel like my hormones are need a little tweak and I feel like I probably need some testosterone, an increase in testosterone, just based on my energy and strength and yeah, basically that and muscle development. So I have testosterone. I I do my own injection, right? Because that's one of my hormone replacements. I do a little bit of progesterone and a little bit of estrogen. And I'm still getting my period. I don't know if that's TMI, but nonetheless, I feel like just knowing my body pretty well, like probably my testosterone is off. But we were supposed to have a blood draw and you have to fast before they do a blood draw. When I say we, Brett and I both test our hormones And the day they had us fast until like noon. And it's funny. If you forget to eat until noon, it's no big deal. But if you're told you can't eat, you literally feel like you are dying of hunger. And that's how I felt. And Brett and I both were like losing it. We were so freaking hungry. I think it was the same day I had my first court hearing. It was. And then the person who was supposed to do the blood draw, they contact us and they're like, oh, they're going to be like an hour late. We're like, ugh. Okay. And then they're like, oh, they're going to be another hour late. We're like, what? Now it's like three o'clock and we feel like we're going to die. And then finally, Brett's like, I'm not doing it. I don't care. I don't care. I need to eat. I need to eat. And so because he's eating, I'm like, okay, I'm going to just hang in there just a little bit longer. And then sure enough, we get another message that they weren't coming. So pretty much we almost starved to death. Not really, which is You know, I mean, I've done longer fasts before, but it wasn't like I prepared my body for a full day fast because I didn't know I was going to have to do that. And I also know that if you're going to fast, you need to prepare your body to fast. Anyways, I should do a fast again. You know, I still follow phase it up because that's just it's not a diet, right? It's just it's kind of how I live my life from a nutrition standpoint is I I phase my diet. I, I track my macros at least once a quarter and then I phase it. Sometimes I do something a little bit more keto ish. Sometimes I do a nice blend that would maybe be something along the lines of the zone macros, you know what I mean? And sometimes I don't do anything. I just go basically by informed eating. I don't like to call it intuitive eating. I like to call it informed eating because a lot of people don't even have intuition when it comes to their food. So I like to call it informed eating, but I very much follow the phase it up protocol, but I haven't done a fast, you know, because of everything. In a really long time, I should probably do that. Oh, I know the other reason why I haven't. I haven't done a fast because I know for Sierra, that would be triggering. Because, you know, she's recovered from an eating disorder that she experienced a little bit in high school. And then she's admitted to having a battle with it maybe her first year of college. And she's really open about it. She'll tell us things that trigger her. So I feel like if we were to dramatically change our nutrition and then to also do a fast, that would be very triggering for her. So I don't think I will do a modified fast until 
such time that she's not living here and she is thinking about moving out before her wedding because I think I mentioned that she she was going to get married in February and then February was coming up so fast. She's like, what am I doing? And so <sighs> thankfully she changed the date. She and Roman changed the date. And I was really actually very happy about that because, I mean, we can pull it off. But I just felt like she was really under a lot of pressure. And I'm like, why did you pick February in the first place? That's just her, though. She gets a bee in her bonnet. When she wants to do something, she needs to do it now. I definitely have a, a little bit of that in me, too. But this girl, pff, she is learning how to have delayed gratification. Delayed gratification is a good thing. Am I right? It's not an easy thing, but it is a good thing. I go back to court for the hearing. Let's see. It would be January 4th. January 4th. Yeah, January 4th. That's a Tuesday. It was going to be in person. I was really actually looking forward to that. But we just got noticed today that I assume because of the Omicron, that's what it is, the Omicron virus, that it has been changed to a virtual hearing. So that will be an interesting day. So that week I'll do a an update on my, I assume that I'm going to do it on my lifer update on that Friday. So that would be the fifth, sixth, sixth. I'll do an update and tell you about court. For Christmas, I gave my husband a gift of a trip to Cabo because we love to go snowboarding the first part of the year, but I know he's really kind of freaked out about it with his neuropathy because he still doesn't have feeling in his bottom of his feet, his ankles, his knees, sometimes his lower limbs. So he's a little concerned about how it's going to impact his snowboarding. And I think that's one of the reasons why he hadn't booked a trip. And I kept saying like, well, let's just book something. And I don't know if he was like dragging his feet or subconsciously if he's worried about it, but I, this dude freaking loves to travel. Just the thought that we're going someplace gets him so happy, so pumped up. And I know some of you Side note, I'm crossing my fingers so I don't forget to go back to what I was going to go to. Some people are like, why do you mention when you're traveling? I guess because I don't worry. Also because, not to sound like super privileged or blah, blah, blah. Like I don't, I'm not trying to sound like that. But we live in this little tiny community where there aren't very many homes. And there's a guard that drives up and down our little tiny community day and night. He drives past our house like, Every two or three minutes, literally, because there aren't very many homes, we have cameras, we have alarm systems, and we have people who stay at our house when we're not here who are fifth degree black belts with nunchucks and guns and mean attack dogs. And I'm not talking about Monkey and Rocco because Lord knows they both are so old, they barely can make it out the door to go to the bathroom. But yeah, so are we worried about it? No. You know, and also, like, we don't have expensive things. We just don't. I used to, back in the day, like, buy expensive purses. And, yeah, I mean, I have some nice purses. I do. But I, I used to collect them. And now I don't do that anymore. First of all, I don't have the space. This house is much smaller than our other house, number one. And number two is, like, I just don't buy those things anymore. I don't remember the last time I bought an expensive purse or something like that because I just don't see the point of it anymore. Part of it is because I watch these reality TV shows and I think that it just looks, sorry, please don't take it. These are the kind of things I should probably say on a Patreon because it's going to offend some people, but I just don't see the point. It seems so braggadocious. 
It seems so like, look at me. It's like these people that constantly, constantly, constantly flex what they drive and that they're getting on a private jet. And look at my purse with my, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right now I'm watching Orange County Housewives and I'm like, really? Really? Like you have to build like a whole room for all your shoes, like this like 2,000 square foot room for your shoes and purses. And we all know that you, you're always wearing the latest. You never go back to that old purse or those old pair of shoes. You're always wearing the latest. So like, why are you hanging on to all that stuff except to flex, except to have a room to say, look at all the stuff. And there's like hundreds of thousands of dollars just sitting there. Like, why? Just get rid of it, donate it or, or sell it. Sell it if you want, sell it. And then donate the money to something. I don't know, I shouldn't be. Do whatever you want with your money. People should do whatever they want with their money. But that's just not for me. And I I don't like it when I see, I don't know, it rubs me the wrong way when I see these people who every other post is like them getting on a private jet and you're like, okay, we get it. We get it. And we've flown private a few times, but I'm not going to post a video of it. I'm not going to post a photo of it. And it makes me feel really uncomfortable when we do. I'm okay with spending money on like a really nice hotel room or listen, your girl's all about the luxurious sheets and a nice hotel and five-star amazing customer service. But something about flying private, it just, I don't know. Brett thinks it's the coolest thing ever. It makes me feel crazy guilty. It feels like such a waste. I'm like, who cares? We're just sitting in an enclosed capsule. Who cares if we're in this enclosed capsule by ourselves? For a couple of hours or with some other people. Like, I just, we don't see eye to eye on that. I can't justify it. I don't get it. Now, if we were billionaires, we'd have our own jet. Heck yeah, I'm all for it. But I don't know. I always look at like how much you spend on a flight and think we could like remodel a room for this amount or we could pay for somebody's college, a whole year of somebody's college with it. Like, you know what I mean? I always do that. I'm like, all right, is it worth it? Like these people who carry, sorry, no offense, but what's the purse that everyone carries? I just don't get it. Oh, a Birkin bag. Brett goes, I told Brett, I don't care what kind of money we ever make. Do you hear me? Do not ever buy me a Birkin bag. Like I just, $20,000 for a purse? What? What? (laughs) That makes no sense to me. I'm looking at my phone right now. I've got a, this is my purse. My phone is my purse. I've got like one of those little wallet cases on my phone in fact, this wallet case is like two years old. It's so gross. It's embarrassing. Right now I'm looking at it. I don't care. A purse just is like one more thing to carry. And with someone with ADHD, it's just one more thing for me to lose. I just don't even carry a purse anymore. I mean, I might take a picture with a purse because it matches my outfit, but I'm pretending because I do not carry a purse. I feel like I said I was going to go back to something and I forgot. Oh, yeah. So we're going to go to Cabo. Brock and Taylor are still here, but the day that they're leaving, they're going snowboarding, is a day we're all going to fly out. Sierra and Roman are going to go with us. We gave that to them as a Christmas present, and they're going to go with us to Cabo, and that'll be fun. We'll just stay a couple days there, but you should see Brett. Like He just gets so pumped up, and he gets so giddy, and he's so cute when he's in such a good mood to travel, and I can just get him to do just about anything. He's like on cloud nine right now, just because we're going to travel. He's so excited for us to start traveling again. 
when things are when it's easier for people to travel. So here's the thing. If we get to Cabo, whatever, we, we're staying, I don't remember, four days, something like that, five days, not long. It's it's a short flight for us. We've never done this before, so this should be interesting. We're going to drive down to the California border, which isn't far for us. It's like a, maybe an hour and 15 minutes. And then we're going to walk across this bridge to Tijuana and take a flight from Tijuana to Cabo. Now, I know that sounds kind of like sketchy, but apparently it's the way to go. It's like super chill and it's really nice and it's so much easier and the flights are like a tenth of the price. So I'll let you know how that goes. But apparently, I think you have to test before you fly. I'm not sure. We'll look into that. Even if you are vaccinated, I know for sure you have to test before you fly back home. If we were to test positive, which is very possible, right? Because this Omicron virus is so crazy, communicable, contagious, communicable, contagious. Does that mean the same thing? I can't remember. But if we were to test positive, then I think you have to stay there for another seven to 14 days. Don't quote me on that. But so I said to Brett, like, you know, what happens if that happens? He's like, well, the good news is we bring your podcast, Mike. We can pretty much work from anywhere because I've got, you know, lives that I do. I do live trainings for Insta Club Hub. That's our, we haven't, Brock and I run a business together. It's an Instagram coaching business. So I could do that from there. I could do my podcast from there. If I have to do webinars, which I have to do, I can do them from there. I've got a couple of keynotes that I am going to be speaking at. So I'll be doing those if I if I had to, you know, if I get stuck there, I, I can do that. So fingers crossed so that that won't happen. I should actually look at my schedule and see, am I supposed to be anywhere in person? I think everything is, I think almost everything is virtual. So I should be okay there. Can I tell you, how annoyed I am with my house right now. Or do you feel the same way right now? Like there's just, I, I want somebody to come in here and snap their fingers and take down all of Christmas. I feel like it is time for a declutter challenge for my own personal benefit. I've got to throw some of this stuff away. I'm just looking around. Like I, I just have to throw it away. I, I've got good systems in place, but I definitely, if I'm being honest, I've definitely slacked big time on hanging on to some things that I know better. Like, why do I have this? Get rid of it, throw it away. And we make all those same dumb excuses. Oh, but it's valuable, but somebody gave it to me, but somebody else could use this, but I might look at it in the future. I haven't had a chance to look at this. I haven't had a chance to use this. This is really nice. I just will never wear it. Like, oh, all the things. So I definitely am planning on doing a declutter challenge after I finish the push me challenge. And I decided to do them in that order. The push me challenge, I just need to do to pull myself out of a post-holiday blues. It just makes me happy to help other people. So if you haven't joined that, you still can. Just go to pushgoalcoaching.com. Pushgoalcoaching? Yeah, pushgoalcoaching.com. It's free. And I just did our first live for it today. So it's up in the Facebook group. It's all free. Just go there, enter your email address. You can click on it while you're listening to the show. And it's pretty cool because I'm teaching you how to form a habit, like the science of habit formation. And what I did today, people were super pumped up and excited about, and it's going to make a huge difference. Listen, you do have the ability to feel much calmer and much more in control and to have a sense of accomplishment at the end of the day. And I wanted to give people that challenge first before we started the declutter challenge because you need to be pretty dang organized before you start doing this declutter challenge because there's a big difference between cleaning up, tidying up, organizing, 
and decluttering. We're going to kind of do all of those things. So it's really a good idea to get in the habit of creating a daily to-do list, not just the habit of it, like to create the habit. And if once you learn habit formation, then decluttering and keeping your house organized throughout the year is much easier. Like most people think my house is very organized, but for me, I've slipped and I always do. And I always feel it in late December, late January, always. So that's normal. I just look around like, why, who, where, what, where did all this stuff come from? And I just don't have time to deal with it today, but I'm going to get to it in a couple of weeks. So be on the lookout for the declutter challenge. I got to meet some gals when I went to New York, some of our pod squatters, and quite a few of them were telling me that they made bank when we did the last declutter challenge. Shout out to Desi. Let me know if you guys would like to hear her story because it's pretty cool. She was going through a divorce and was really going through a difficult time, like the loss of her business and the loss of her husband, like at the same time, tough stuff. But in the process, she turned into a positive and did a huge declutter and just sold a ton of stuff and made like $60,000. Super cool. And now it's like a regular thing. I've been texting back and forth with her about some of her recommendations and suggestions because I have like, you know, I've got like some nice name brand things. I've got some luxury items, but there's also things that, you know, I just buy it like whatever, free people. And it's like, well, where do you sell those? So we were kind of comparing notes on which apps are still the best for that. So I'm going to share all that stuff with you guys too, because it can be quite a little moneymaker for you, for your kids, you know, maybe a charity. That's right. I donate all mine to a charity. Everything goes to fight Alzheimer's at the moment. And not only that, it just feels so much better when your house has less stuff in it. Of course, right now we have Brock and Taylor. We have Sierra. You know, Roman doesn't live with us, but he comes and visits a lot. We've had family here. So there's just like less space. So therefore, you know, some of the closets where I did have things, we've had to pull it out so other people can use them or bedrooms, etc. It's my fault. Listen, it's my fault. I'm not going to blame it on anyone other than me. I'm a hoarder who likes to identify as a minimalist, but I'm a horrible minimalist. I'm a horrible hoarding. That's what I am. I'm a horrible hoarding minimalist. I'm in better though. I'm improved. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. Like I am, I'm a better, I'm better about all these things, but there's still work to be done. So that's coming up soon. So in the meantime, join the Push Me Challenge. Link in the bio, pushgoalcoaching.com. Don't forget how important it is to subscribe to the show, download this episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Write a review. Some of you don't know where to write a review, so here's what you do. Okay, so on most apps, you click on the three dots. If you're listening on an Apple device, you click on the three dots at the bottom right-hand corner of your phone, and then one of the pull-down options says, go to show. When you go to the show, it takes you from the individual episode. I'll still be playing. You'll still hear me talking. It won't take you off this episode, but it'll take you to the page of the show. And then just keep scrolling up until you get all the way to the bottom. And then you'll see the stars and it'll say, write a review. Go to show. And then when you go to the show, you just scroll all the way to the bottom. And then you'll see like a big number. You'll say 4.8. That's our current ranking. I want it to be 4.9. It'd be great to be 4.9. We're currently at almost 5,900 reviews. You don't, If you don't have time to write a review, you don't even have to write one. You can just tap the five stars. Don't tap one star unless you really hate it. In which case, go away. 
<laughs> I wouldn't even think you'd be listening if you hate the show. But give it a five star, even if you've already rated it before. I appreciate that. And you can write an episode review. Like, so for example, I'm reading this one right now from Coach Mawa. She says, I love, love, love this episode about emotional intimacy. After 33 years of marriage, we finally did some quality couples counseling. And what you said about finding a good therapist is such a great guide. And it's very true. We all have traumas that we carry with us. And what we've witnessed, our parents and their marriage really does follow us into our current relationships, even when we try hard not to repeat the same shortcomings. I've shared this episode with my adult children so that they can have intimacy in their relationships early on and not be the victim to the mistakes that maybe we had made in our marriage. I know you keep saying that you're not a therapist, but oh my gosh, your advice is so relevant and insightful. Thank you. That is so sweet. But see, this is an example of someone who's written one about a specific episode, and that is super helpful. That reminds me, okay, I want to play this message for you. I want to thank you. And as I was reflecting about my whole last year, my 2021, wow, it has been a year of the biggest personal growth I've ever had. I want to thank you because you made going to therapy normal. You've normalized it so much that it was like, Hey, you know what? Let's give it a try. But I had no idea what I was getting into. But in my process this whole year, it's like I realized you can't tickle yourself, right? It doesn't work. (laughs) And you can't really give yourself a foot massage because it kind of just doesn't work. You could, but it doesn't really feel that good. But we need other people. We need other people in our lives that know how to walk us through things and can see what we can't see sometimes. And I just want to say thank you because of you. I've had one heck of a year. And so I want to say thank you and that the stone that you throw ripples so much further than you will ever know. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all that you do. Have a great day. Happy New Year. Okay. That was a gift. So thank you. When I I read your reviews, it's cool to have an audio like that, but Listen, I love all the reviews, but when you write something specific about a review, that's really cool. It really does help a lot of people. just want to tell you guys, when I say I love you and I mean it, even though my kids mock me that I say that, I do love you and I do mean it. You can't even ever possibly know how much I enjoy this community. Have an awesome weekend. I'll talk to you Monday. If you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to make sure you are subscribed and following along. The Shalene Show is available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and most every podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review and tell us specifically what you enjoyed. We'd love to know. The Shalene Show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. For Tuesdays and Thursdays, be sure to follow and subscribe to Shalene's other podcast, Build Your Tribe, which she co-hosts with her son, Brock Johnson. It's all about business, social media, and marketing, and devoted to helping you make more money and live more life. Links to anything referenced in today's episode, as well as show sponsors and other podcasts, can be found below in our show notes. 